Well, Chris, I think we're back for part two of... Uh, part two of season two. Part two of season two. This is going to be a short one, though. We don't have a lot of road ahead of us. So, uh, what what was our hike today? Uh, we did a little uh, close to four mile, almost like a figure eight, maybe. Yeah. Um, through Hunter's Creek. It was pleasant. Actually, it was nice because most of the leaves were down. So, there's a lot longer uh, sight lines in the forest than there might have been just, you know, three weeks ago. And a little bit more sunlight probably too. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the hike? Uh, definitely going down by the creek. Yeah, it was gorgeous, uh, pun intended. Um, never been down there before along the creek in the in Hunter's Creek Park. And there was a couple of, looked like campsites or at least fire rings where you could day camp. We don't actually know if camping is overnight camping I can't imagine that's illegal but like I'm certain if you don't make a lot of noise they're not gonna find out right yeah it's, uh, I mean Tony definitely put some effort into putting making a nice uh, stone fire ring some stone chairs around the ring those stone chairs actually uh, reminded me of the stone chairs uh, in West, West Virginia, Virginia. yeah, yeah. I can't say I've seen those many places, but now in the last two trips, I've seen them in both. I have also seen them in Allegheny National Forest. I don't know if I've seen them in the state park. Um, but yeah, like almost like an armchair made out of stone. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I'll say. My favorite part of the hike was actually standing on top of the gorge. Remember we were like up by the cliff? Oh, that was nice too. It was really kind of mossy, a lot of verdant greens, some hemlocks. Um, And it must have been like a 60, 70 foot cliff down to the water below. Um, Yeah, it was was a pretty pleasant afternoon. We took it easy. We didn't really push it. Um, And we got a little bit disoriented by this natural gas pipeline. So we had to... um, we had to turn back at one point, right? I'm certain we could have bushwhacked over to a trail, but yeah, we did yeah. enough bushwhacking and uh, some pretty epic bushwhacking over in West Virginia. Yeah, for those of you who haven't listened to season one, episode three, all about the whacking bush, where we uh, spent a lot of time criticizing the presidency of George W. Bush while also talking about our bushwhacking down a mountain in West Virginia. We are clever. We are known for the puns. Uh, coincidentally, uh, it's hunting season. Uh, we went to Hunter's Creek. Did you see any hunters? Uh, no, but hunting is not permitted at Hunter's Creek. <laughs> Imagine that. You can't go hunting in Hunter's Creek. I wonder if you can go fishing. Um, yeah, I don't think the signs uh, address that at all. Is is fishing a type of hunting? Uh, no. No. I mean, what are you type? asking? Legally? Uh, sociologically? Behavioral, behaviorally, I guess. I guess they're pretty similar. It's it's a, maybe a type of trapping. It's I guess fishing is more akin to trapping than to hunting. Except if you were like to fish with a bow and arrow. Did you ever hear about those folks who like they go carp? They go carp fishing with a bow and arrow. Yeah, I've seen seen videos online. And they basically walk around until they they basically trip over. They walk around in the water until they trip over a carp. And they're like, oh, I just tripped over a carp. And then they fling the arrow down into the water. And they try not to shoot their foot? Yeah, it's got, it's um, very, uh, 
uh, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of here, but uh, that the brain is not equipped to handle the fact that like the way that the water reflects and distorts the angles, the way you're going to try to shoot at a fish is not actually where the fish is. Um, there's got to be some skill in, involved, uh, some, it takes some practice to, to actually be good at that. Speaking of maps, one of the favorite maps of my youth was a map of the upper Niagara River and the fishing hotspots and the river depths. Uh-huh. And it had where you can find the muskie, the northern pike, the perch, the largemouth bass, the, you know, the panfish, the pumpkin seed, the crappie, the bluegill, the sunfish. And um, the carp, the sheephead, and for the carp it actually referenced uh, the, 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 the fishing with a bow and arrow. And that's how I found out about it. There was this map in my parents' cottage up in Ontario of Niagara, Upper Niagara River fishing hotspots. And um, that was my favorite map growing up. Not my favorite map today, but um, it's definitely bringing back some nostalgia thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah, no hunting in Hunter's Creek. I bet you could fish in Hunter's Creek. I don't know if there's a lot of fish in the creek, though. Yeah, I don't know either. It seems pretty shallow. Um, uh, that should be a, that'd be a good uh, a hinge question for for daters. What's your what's your favorite map? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, me being like a mapaholic or a map addict, I've brought that up on many of dates in my life, and the conversation ends up being one sided. I've never actually met a potential partner who would uh, interest in maps the way that I do <laughs> it might just actually make them run away oh well you know what then you know they're not the one I don't know opposites attract <laughs> so in my current relationship my marriage um, Catherine will look at the map but only to essentially audit me before we do a hike to make certain that the hike that I am proposing that we do is the length that I am telling her it is going to be because she has learned that sometimes I'm like well we'll do a four to five mile hike but maybe sometimes I round down and it's really a six to seven mile hike sure you decide to add a little spur to it or something yeah and like a spur of the moment spur pun intended you know that's one thing but it's another thing if I'm being completely disingenuous and being like, oh yeah, it's a four mile hike, but it's really like an eight mile hike. Sure. Because that's double. That's, that's double, that's yeah. too much. She'll also audit the topo lines, make certain that if I'm like, yeah, it's a thousand vertical feet, it's not really two thousand vertical feet. Again, twice. Because that's, that's too double. Much. Now, that's too if much. you notice, like, I may have a tendency of actually shaving 50% off of things to make things seem easier than they actually are. Which is usually the opposite of what a man does. Well, post, like, post-hike, yeah, that was a 12-mile hike. Oh, for sure, yeah. 4,000 vertical feet. But pre-hike, oh, you know, uh, three-mile hike, 500 vertical feet. You know? I see how it is. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, if the hike is 100%, when I'm selling it to the wife, it's 
And when I'm talking about it with the pals, it's 200%. That's how it works. Hikeflation. Well, I mean, that bushwhack that we did in West Virginia, I mean, that was easily, like, down a sheer cliff. Oh, like, easily. I, I don't know how we did it without ropes and rappelling gear. Because we're, we're amazing. That's yeah. why. Um, the other interesting thing about the hike today was there was actually some pretty good views because of the natural gas line. Yeah. Um, and then it dawned on me, like, how often do they cut the grass around the gas line? They must come through once a, once a year? Once or twice a year, yeah. Uh, maybe every other year? Um, but there's no trees on the gas line. So, thank you, National Fuel, or Niagara Mohawk, or whoever um, owns the gas line for some of the views that we had of the rolling hills of the Allegheny Plateau. Allegheny Plateau in the house. I guess foothills of the Allegheny Plateau were really just... And then the tail end of the hike, you look back up from where we came and you could really tell they were coming down a hill. Yeah, it was a nice hike. I'd do it again. Um, it's not like, oh gosh, it's like one of the most special places you know, what's nice about that park is um, there are a lot of different trails and combinations of trails you could take to, to yeah. get around the, the park. It's not a huge park, it's not a tiny park, but um, you could easily make uh, several different weekends out of it. Yeah, you could you could spend a, a couple of days exploring it. Uh, you're not going to explore the whole park in a day. Um, and it's undeveloped, which is, best as I can tell, like, what do they mean when they say it's an undeveloped park? Uh, no electricity, no running water. Right. Um, but like developed from a trail perspective, there's a picnic table, uh, certainly trail maps, um, and, and they've done some pretty nice trail work with um, the Western New York Mountain Biking Association. Put out a new map recently. Put out a new map, and actually we were just looking at the map in the parking lot, and it said published 2023. So um, they must have just put it up in the last couple of weeks because, uh, you know, I saw on social media. That's actually how I had the idea to go to Hunter's Creek. Honestly, if I didn't see it on social media, I didn't see the new map, I probably would not have texted you. We'd not be having season two, episode two. And our listeners would be despondent. So what are, what are some hot topic, hot, hot button issues we talked about? On the hike? Or, or that we're going to talk about right now. I don't know. We don't plan these things out. Oh, uh, we don't. Well, we stopped and took a little walk in East Aurora with our friend Robert, right? And Robert's the definition of good people. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but Robert was getting us a little bit off the speed with East Aurora politics. And it really, yeah, the village seems a little bit contentious. Um, but election day is on Tuesday. You mentioned on the hike that you're a little bit worried about the Erie County executive race that uh, Democrats. Yeah, so for, for people who are not from around here, what we have is we have an incumbent who has an excellent track record of uh, good, uh, even-handed leadership, uh, who has lowered taxes, kept high-quality services. Invested in the parks. Invested in the parks. Invested in the libraries. Um, and a conspiracy theorist wacko opponent who thinks that Bill's player Damar Hamlin died and was replaced by an actor. Does who, she really think that? She tweeted it. 
while. And she thinks that he probably died because of the COVID vaccine. I, she, I don't remember if that was part of it, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, to who endorses insurrection, who is just Looney Tunes, but, you know, there's a little bit of uh, incumbency fatigue that is a little bit is natural. Twelve years in. Twelve years in. Um, and I think there's a lot of... I don't know. We've been driving through. Clearly, these are some of the more Republican areas. We were driving through the more rural areas, but uh, a lot of signs for the the Looney Tunes uh, whack job. Yeah. Coincidentally, we're now back in the village of Orchard Park. The village of Orchard Park actually uh, voted blue in the last presidential election. Yeah. Town, not so much, but the village. All thirty-two hundred people in the village, or so. Uh, I think it was like maybe 52-48. Oh, that's closer than I would have thought. Yeah. Han- the villages of Hamburg and East Aurora are more, uh, are more blue. But, uh, Orchard Park, it takes a village. They probably read Hillary Rodham Clinton's book and, uh, agreed with her. Um, so you think Poland Cars has a chance of not winning? I don't know. It's it's a weird, off, off election. It's you know the biggest ticket on the the calendar. I talk to people; most people don't even know the election's going on. Um, it's going to be re- relatively low turnout, and a low turnout is very difficult to uh, predict. Although I will say that in the last couple of national uh, elections, uh, Democrats have done much better than they have in the past in lower turnout. Uh, elections, special elections, runoffs, and the sort. So uh, there might be a new paradigm developing where Democrats have a sort of built-in advantage in in, uh, in their turnout machine, uh, which is uh, kind of a flip of the way things were in the '90s and early 2000s. Hmm. I uh, I already voted. I voted early. Vote early, vote often, as as they say. Um, huge fan of early voting so much easier like now i have like a 10-day period in which like oh yeah i can go vote today um there is two items on the ballot that i didn't even like realize yeah they were very boring they're about uh, allowing local governments to expand their debt limits yeah one was like for school districts one was for sewer districts maybe yeah um was there a way i was supposed to vote for those I voted yes. I, I looked up some League of Women Voters thing about it before I went in. And I was like, yeah, these both seem reasonable. Is the League of Women Voters nonpartisan? Yes. Yes. So what do they advocate for? Good government? Good government. They didn't have... I, it might not have been League. It was some good... Some organization that had, you know, had a write-up. Just like, all right, this seems, this seems reasonable. There's no no real reason these are objectionable measures. Um, yeah, no early voting I like it. I also voted early. Um, it's convenient. Uh, you don't have to worry about oh on the day of uh, you have to either wake up early or leave work early or anything like that. You, you've got your vote banked. Uh, days in advance. The only thing I miss is kind of the spirit of like community going into the to the uh, polling place on the same day as everybody else, and the Boy Scouts are there selling baked goods, and 
No, it is 2023, so you have to find your spirit of community on TikTok watching Bobby Antonoff. Coincidentally, I think we have Bobby Antonoff to thank for this podcast series. Well, that guy just was a little bit too close in passing me. You're not supposed to pass somebody in the, in the middle turning lane. But he just did because that's who drives in the suburbs. Bobby Antonoff, though, I think we have her to thank for this podcast. Because on the way to West Virginia, I was like, hey, have you listened to this woman, Bobby Antonoff? And you're like, oh, yeah, that's the woman who Black Twitter hates. And uh, we listened to her podcast, which we basically found unlistenable because of the poor audio quality issues. Yeah. And then we decided to do our own podcast. And here we are. Here we are. And here you are. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the road for us today. Thank you for listening. We hope you had a lovely time. And we will catch you next time we are tripping on roads. With Chris. And I'm Matt. Hasta luego.